Keeping numbers in the zone to Foley, shoots. They score the rebound. Oh, Bishop left that right in front, and Carl Hagelin bangs in his second goal of the season and first as an L.A. King. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the L.A. Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. Subscription links and recent episodes can be found at lakings.com slash podcast. The Kings have made another trade and may still make another one between now and Monday's trade deadline. My father and I, and I think all Kings fans really, have been talking about the potential for this trade to happen since the day Hagelin was acquired. So naturally, I reached out to him as soon as the news broke. Joining me now, the man who taught me everything I know about hockey, but not everything he knows, <clears throat> my father. How are you doing today, Dad? I'm good, thanks, Jesse. It's a it's a monumental day in our household, as you know. <laughs> yeah, it is, as a matter of fact. Uh, not <laughs> and, only is it, uh, and it... Go ahead. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say, not only is it your sister's birthday, yeah. <laughs> but on the same front, it's a very sad day because a monkey died today. And that's, you know, very sad. That is sad. I'm <laughs> frightened to ask which monkey. Oh, oh, Peter. oh, Peter Tork. The monkey. Peter Tork. Yes. Yeah, okay. I did, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that is sad. I used to yeah. love watching the monkeys. Um, yes. And, you know, <laughs> as I always say, you know, you're getting old when the people that you had, you know, I don't know what the word is, not my hero or admired, but, you know, the people you grow up, you know, they're dying of natural causes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're you're not young anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, for me it was the day uh, the day I was older than every player on the Kings roster. But uh... <laughs> yes, well that, that too. Uh, yeah, listen, wait, you're my age. You've gone through about four of them. Yeah, right? I'm sure. <laughs> but, but you know, when monkeys, you know, people in the monkeys start dying because to me they're all just still 22, and you know. <laughs> but whatever. Um, but it also is your sister's birthday, so it's a big day. It is a big day, and it's the day that Carl Hagelin was traded away for a third-round <laughs> draft pick and a conditional yeah. sixth-round draft pick. Yeah, that old king, Carl Hagelin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you and I like to talk about players as having these moments where they became, you know, like a real king. Um, yeah. I don't feel like Carl Hagelin ever really became a king. No. And that's I mean, not yeah, a knock he- on him. But he just wasn't here. No, not at all. I mean, first of all, he got hurt. So that really, I think that kind of was unfortunate, right? Because I think he was just, right, he played a couple of games and you're like, okay, I like this guy. And then he gets hurt. And so, and then given the way the year was going, you know, it's just too bad, right? So when he came back, I still liked him. I thought he was playing great. But like I just said to you before, you know, Carl Hagelin was neither going to make nor break this team. Yeah. You know, he was not the answer to the winning the Stanley Cup and nor is, you know, he's some kind of bum. Like he's a good player and uh he was fun to watch, but clearly a rental. You yeah. know, clearly a, a a trade for a guy that everybody knew when he was traded that um he, you know, so that's too bad, but that you know, I to me it's like they they did pretty well and I know everyone is saying, well, that means Pearson for a third and even that is and a six, I guess, a conditional. Yeah. Six and and you know that that doesn't seem unreasonable, um, in the end for Pearson as well as freeing up whatever salary was. Yeah, my, the thing that's most curious to me is like the day that they traded Pearson for Hagelin, people yeah. were saying, "Oh, they'll move him for a third at the deadline." 
Right. And it's like, how did they know? <laughs> whatever, <laughs> like four months ago, three months ago, whatever. It was like, it, it's never been, I've never heard like, oh, maybe it'll be for a second or maybe yeah. you could package him for a third. And it, it was always just a flat, it'll be haggling for a third. So yesterday when the rumor came out that it was going to be a third and um, the player, whatever his name is, uh, Jaskin. Yeah. Jaskin or I was sort of stunned. I was like, oh, <laughs> we're going to get yeah. more, more than just a third round. Okay, great. Because <laughs> I've just been conditioned after hearing for months. Like, yeah, it'll be haggling for a third of the deadline. Um, yeah. because I guess because it actually just makes perfect sense, right? Like, like clearly they weren't trading him to, to keep him because at that level you would say, well, why not keep Pearson? Right. Um, right. And, and and for Pittsburgh, it's the same thing, right? Like for whatever reason, Haglin, you know, being a big part of their team wasn't, I don't know. I, I don't really follow that closely. But so it was one of those trades where it's like, okay, both teams, you know, might as well try someone new just for the heck of it. And probably, uh, except for Pearson has another year left, doesn't he? I think he might have two years left or two years left. And, but, but apparently he's not, you know, he's, it hasn't been all that great lately, but you know, so yeah. look, for whatever reason, they decided Pearson was the guy that wasn't going forward here. So if you get a third round out of it for him, I think, I think, the, and, and free up salary, then given the way things are going, it's pretty good. You know, it's too bad. I liked Pearson, but you yeah. know, he hasn't really. No. And I don't have any problem with the haggling for a third. And I don't even necessarily have yeah. any problem with Pearson for a third. If you want to extend it out that way, because Pearson's having such a bum year. But I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and add another layer to it, and I've already received right. plenty of pushback to this on Twitter. But we'll see. We'll see how you feel about it. <laughs> when they signed Kovalchuk, all yes. all the rhetoric was: we've got a guy. We don't have to give up assets to to add a scorer to the lineup. And I said, from the day they signed him, this is just a deferred trade. You've you've put yourself to the cap, so by signing him, you have to get rid of somebody. And we didn't know if it was going to be Martinez or Muzzin or Toffoli or Pearson, but it was going to be one of those guys. And, right. and now they wound up trading two of them, although the Muzzin one, I think, was independent of it. But Pearson was the first to go, and so in my mind, he was the – that's the trade, is that essentially right. we traded Pearson for Kovalchuk and a third and a sixth. Now that trade – I wouldn't do it, but it but it yeah. but it tastes a lot better than just Pearson for a third in my mind. <laughs> um, well, I, you know, I I don't know that I can. I'm not sure exactly of that logic, but I think you are right that you can't get to the cap without someone. Someone was going to have to go. Clearly, yeah. you're right, and I think people don't sort of think ahead like that. But yeah, clearly that's what was going to happen. Um, and so, and, and remember, even at the beginning of the year, you know, like, as you said, we were all saying like, okay, it's pretty much half, you know, just the way things shake out. Is it going to be Pearson to Foley, Martinez or Muzzin, um, right? With an outside chance of, you know, well, Thompson, I guess I really like Thompson, but I guess he was also destined to be traded. Um, but that's partly of signing Kovalchuk as well, right? Like you, you, at some point you have to shed salary yeah well so, that was the thing with with dowdy's extension kicking yeah. in this coming year yeah and with kovalchuk signed for three years at six point whatever yeah somebody like literally somebody had to go either one person had to go or it had to be clifford right. lewis 
Forbert and right, Thompson. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, no, that that's right. And so in that sense, it's a it, look. I said the same thing. I'll say when you asked me in the beginning of the year about Kovalchuk, and I said, look, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I was in a way glad they didn't sign him. I mean, the guy's obviously supremely talented and he mm-hmm. seems like a good guy and he has his moments, but, you know, but there was definitely a logic to it in signing him up, right? They had just, Kopitar had a, a career year. Dowdy had a career year, you know, quick came back and played well. Um, you know, they made the playoffs looking good and yes, they lost four straight, but each game by one goal. And, you know, there was the whole kicking Dowdy out and, so you think, okay, we'll get a pure goal score. And, you know, I know you were skeptical more than I was, and <laughs> I was a little bit. But, but you know, at least there was a logic to it. And and I saw and, the logic, though I didn't agree with it. I, I fully understood no, I, it. Yeah, no, I, and I get, like I say, you were clearly more skeptical. But I was like, okay, I'll be optimistic. Now, I, I saw what you wrote on Twitter today uh, <laughs> with some people, and you're 100% right. In the end, it doesn't matter. It's not his fault. It's not that he's not talented. It's, but it has not worked. Right. Now, I, <laughs> and, can, can, I, can I go one step further on that? Yeah. It's not just that it hasn't worked. Because, for example, somebody brought up, well, Dowdy signed an extension in the offseason, and the team's not doing well, so why not pin it on Dowdy? And my reply to that is Dowdy has eight years left to see how that right. deal will work out. <laughs> Kovalchuk has two, and not only has signing him not improved the team overall, but it has, in fact, coincided with blowing the team up and rebuilding. So yeah. the, the signing of Kovalchuk not only didn't work, but it also like has a secondary level of not working in that now not only this one... And again, I think Kovalchuk... He clearly busts his hump out there. He clearly cares, right? Nobody cheers louder when yeah. somebody scores. Like he's no. been fun to watch. I am not suggesting this is his fault. No, it's not his fault at all. We don't have to pin anything on right. him. It's just it's just like you said. But it it it's no longer maybe it'll work. But it didn't work. Right. So it does. And and I was thinking about it after I, I read that from him, and I thought, you know, the the most insane kind of thing in this kind of a thing is to try and figure out you know, why it didn't work or whose fault it is. Because right. it's impossible. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter and it's impossible. I mean, uh, listen, you've got Kopitar, you know, had a career last year. He's having one of his worst years. Dowdy's not having a good year. Quick got hurt again. You know, Martinez has been out. You know, so, yeah, but but it doesn't really matter. Like say, it just doesn't matter. It's impossible to figure out. It just, like you said, it just didn't, it has not worked. And you're right. And we've had to get rid of people and blow up the team. So, you know, <laughs> so it didn't work. Yeah. It, was a, it turns out it was a mistake. And that's too bad, right? But, um, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it just, there's, it's so strange how, like, certain phrases have just served me so well in life. And one of them was one I learned in Nord's, at working in Nordstrom. Um, and they always said, like, it may not be your fault, but it's your responsibility. And I'm not right. suggesting I'm not <laughs> suggesting that it's Co- that it's uh, Kovalchuk's responsibility. But the point is, it may not be his fault that the season has gone wrong, but it's somebody's responsibility, <laughs> right? And somebody, yes. Else. And <laughs> and I know one thing: it may not be. Look, I don't think it's his fault. I mean, that's just crazy, right? But I know one thing: he wasn't the answer, right? Which is what I would always say about Coach Stevens, yeah. right? He may yeah. not be. He may not be a bad coach, but he's obviously right. not a good enough coach to overcome whatever 
is Whatever, plaguing the right. team, and that's what you needed, and and it's unfortunate. But so I mean, and that's a, that's the context under which I see this trade. Yeah, and and I I don't I guess I don't necessarily disagree. I mean, I guess you're right. At some level, it was a deferred trade, and then oh, so it was Pearson that went and. And now the question is, will they trade Kovalchuk? <laughs> right. <laughs> In which case, <laughs> you've really um, done something crazy. But, you know, and also Muzzin, I mean, right? Because you could say it was, um, you know, Kovalchuk for a first-round a first round pick. Well, but, but that's why I said earlier, <laughs> I, I see the Muzzin thing as an independent decision, right? Like, if if the if the Kovalchuk signing works out, if they make the playoffs yeah. this year, and if he scores thirty goals, maybe they look to trade Muzzin or Martinez or Toffoli or Pearson or Carter or somebody to make the cap space. Right, that trade still is out there. Yeah, but maybe it happens at the draft. Maybe it yeah. happens. You know, maybe it maybe it's not to you know a team competing for you know, the Stanley cup, right? Like the, the first, if Toronto wins the the cup, the, the first round pick the Kings get from the Muzzin trade is 31st overall. Maybe, right. maybe if they're not under pressure and they're not rebuilding and they're not making deadline deals, maybe the trade happens, like I said, at the draft to Ottawa. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, or to Colorado, yeah. you know, for some, for a much better first round pick or for different, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they have time, they have, they have flexibility, right. and that's honestly why I said in the off season. You know, somebody asked me what I would have done. I said I would have stood pat. I would have done nothing. Right. Worst case scenario, you know, because everybody says, "Well, you can't stand pat." You know, the the look at what happened in the playoffs last year. The team needed offense, and blah 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 blah. And to, to which I just shrug and say, "Yeah, worst case scenario, if they hadn't done anything, is they'd be in exactly the same spot they are now." Only they wouldn't <laughs> they wouldn't have to worry about trading all these I pieces, know. and there'd be an extra but, roster spot to play the young guys. But you no, know, you're probably <laughs> right. But unfortunately, life is right is is never lived twenty twenty. No, so, absolutely <laughs> right. If they stood pat and they were at they were at now, people would be like, "Well, you should sign something." Right? So yeah. you know, all you can really do is go. That's why I say when you asked me in 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 September. Is like okay. I don't know that I would have signed Kovalchuk only because he's thirty-five. You know, he hadn't played in the NHL in five years. The last time he played here, in the, when he played in the Cup Finals against us, I thought he was kind of invisible. Um, and I think he may be one of those players that actually needs the big ice or something. I mean, you can see the, all the kinds of stuff he's trying, and it generally doesn't really seem to work. When it does, it's a thing of beauty. But man, a lot of times it doesn't. And maybe he's just used to the big ice again, or maybe, you know, who knows? Um, and the guy's obviously got incredible skill, but he's also 35. And well, nobody, you know, it's pretty hard to be that kind of a skilled player getting older. But there's also what, a Chelios. Yeah, <laughs> but there's also what you suggested about uh, Carlson going to San Jose, which is that it takes time to work yeah. somebody like that into the lineup. And, yeah. you know, I proposed this wacky conspiracy. didn't propose it i just said if somebody else proposed that i wouldn't i wouldn't just i wouldn't you know say they were crazy there have been plenty of times this season where either deliberately or not on the power play specifically king's players have have almost gone out of their way not to not to incorporate Ilya kovalchuk and i don't know yeah. if, i don't know if they're freezing him out or if it's you know 
jealousy or bitterness or just not being used to having that kind of shot on the power play. But like, there's just, it feels like every third or fourth opportunity where there's a passing lane to him or, or something, it's like someone else feels like for, for a power play that almost never shoots and is, and is terrible, yeah. is awful <laughs> at efficiency. They they're awfully confident when Ilya Kovalchuk is open for a pass. Suddenly they that's yeah. the moment they feel the need to be the hero, and uh, <laughs> shoots. I, I mean, know. there's I guess, there's definitely some element to that, and maybe that is just and maybe that's why they won't trade him. I mean, look, he may not want to be traded, but you know, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it's going to take a whole year, and and I and you know, I like I did say that because I think I think we're sort of we have these expectations that these guys will, you know, people just come in, but you know, if it took a whole year, would that be, you know, an outrageous thing? No. Right. Because I have to get to know him off the ice. I have to get to know him, how he plays. He plays a very different kind of a game uh, than their system for the last 10 years. Uh, so maybe it has just taken, because lately on the power play, they have been using him more. Absolutely. And I mean, look at St. And, Louis, right? They added a bunch of guys and it's took, it's taken yeah. them five months. Yeah, or five years. <laughs> sure. No, but I mean, but it, it, I mean, this is I'm cherry picking examples here. But you look yeah. at Ray Bork, right? Colorado trades for yeah. Ray Bork at the deadline. He they don't win the cup that year, but they win the next year. Pittsburgh right. adds four guys at the deadline. It doesn't work, but next year they make a longer run. You know, it, yeah. So every exactly. time a team adds a guy at the trade deadline, I always go, no, don't do it because you you're messing up your team chemistry. Yeah. But then maybe the the next year it. Um, it works, and every once in a while, you know, a team like the Kings picks up Carter, but that's because they were ascending at the time anyway, right? right? They'd had yeah. a lousy up until Sutter came on, and then they, and then from then on, they pretty much were the best team. So, right, then you add Carter, and okay, now, now even though they came eighth, but that was because they, you know, up until Christmas, they were crummy. Yeah. But then, you know, if you looked at their record from then on, it was, it was, they were one of the better teams. Um so yeah, so it could take a year, and and also um, the truth be told, uh, like I say, I'm I'm you know I don't know, but there have been injuries. They did trade Pearson, you know Lewis was out, and then you know uh, so they had to move the lines all around, and then Carter sort of in and out, and and not really back to being Carter. So they've been trying, you know. So maybe there was just maybe it was just kind of a rough year, and. It was just always going to be a rough year. <laughs> like, you know, we'll never know. But so I'm, if they don't trade him and now presumably Brodzinski's playing tonight, is that? I happening? believe so. He's been in the time that we were speaking, he was officially recalled. Oh, okay. So, you know, we'll see what happens, right? Now you've got, you, you had Thompson come in who I actually really liked. Um, I don't seem a lot of people didn't, but I, I thought he was great. I, I think he was a, a good King. And I guess it was all also destined to not, yeah. you know, not remain, but I, I don't know. I would have maybe kept him, but, but I, I, I yeah. get it. You know, and Hagelin. So now they're gone, right? So now what you're left with is essentially um, the team, right? Because there's nobody else left, is there? That is he, a, 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 a guy mean, that came in who's. Um, I guess you could argue that Velarde is out there, but yeah, no, this is it. No, no, I no, but I just mean what's left of the players now are the are yeah. all kings. Yes, is what I'm saying. Whether they're young kids or veterans, you don't have any UFAs that were brought in uh, by trades or, or except for Leipzig, right? Leipzig's yeah. the one mm -hmm. who's 
and it, it'll be interesting to see what, what they do with him. Um, so basically, this is a team. So now we'll have Brodzinski. We'll take a look at him. And maybe in the next 20 games, they can figure out with Kovalchuk, okay, going forward. And then, like you say, whether or not Velarde can actually play, whether, uh, you know, the other kids, right? Because I mean, it seems like Akil Thomas is playing really well. And I don't know about JAD this year, but, you know, I know obviously they have hopes for him. And uh, what's his name? Kupari. Kupari. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so but but they're all kings, and so it'll be interesting to see. Um, but you know, the Pearson thing and the Kovalchuk, yeah, I, I think your logic is there, and uh, all in all, it's okay. Yeah, well, the I way mean, things have gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, right at the end of the day, they're still in what thirtieth place. So yeah. uh, that lucky uh, for me, lucky for you and me, they're fighting out with our home, my hometown, <laughs> yeah. for the worst team. <laughs> well, un- unfortunately, though, if Ottawa finishes last, Colorado gets their pick. So I know that is bad. That is bad. Is, which is, <laughs> but Ottawa looks bad. Yeah, no, they do. But yeah, I mean, look, I really liked Hagelin, and I think they're going to miss him. I mean, there's only yeah. so, there's only so far for them to go in the you know in the wrong direction. Well, that's the thing. But <laughs> but I uh, I think they're going to yeah. miss him. I, well, I do too. But like I say, given what given what's happening, he's neither going to make no. nor break this team. You know, at this point, you know, you've got your Kopitar, Dowdy, maybe Quick, and a couple of other guys, and they're and everybody else is neither going to make nor break the team, right? Like if Toffoli all of a sudden had another, you know, came back next year and started scoring. Uh, and, and, you know, Brown, well, Brown's always pretty consistent. Um, you know, then they could be really good next year, right. Depending on who, who, uh, fills out the defense, but, but they may have enough cap space now, or they may be able to make a good trade and pick up a, a defenseman or, um, you well, know, cause to see, me, that's that, what's going to make or break. But that's the crazy part to me. Like I hear all of these people talking about them acquiring Panarin now and, and and listen, if they if they did, I would talk myself into it <laughs> within five minutes, right? Like, yeah. But if if they do trade for or sign Panarin in the off season, the next thing they have to do is go about replacing Jake Muzzin, and that to me yes. just seems crazy. <laughs> like you would go ahead, finally get to the point where you pull the trigger. You know, and start looking to move your most valuable assets, and then in the you know, before the you know the ink is even dried on the on the trade agreements, you're you're going out and acquiring, and not that 27 is old, but presumably Panarin won't be signing a one year or two year contract. No, so you're just um, sort of kicking the can down the road again, and and it just like well, I said, it seems crazy to me because then you have to start all of a sudden if you have Panarin, you have to rebuild your blue line. Well, you have to rebuild it anyway. So no, I know, but you don't have to rebuild it tomorrow if you don't acquire Panarin. If you acquire well, I, Panarin, I, what are you going to go I into? Unless, you're going to go into the next season with you know with well, Panarin and no defense, unless unless like you say, Panarin is just a deferred trade, and so in order to get more cap space, well, then they're going to have to either trade Kovalchuk if he'll be traded, or to Foley or. Lewis or someone, you know, they're not making that much money, but sounds awfully complicated to me. <laughs> What's that? Sounds awfully complicated to me. 
Well, it might be, but I mean, I think that's where they're at, right? They're in complicated mode. But you know me, I I know everyone said Muslim was having the best year and he was the best player, but Look, uh, you know, we all love Muzzin, but you know what I've been saying for a year and a half. <laughs> oh, it's, I feel like it's been longer than never, a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. And I can never say it on the podcast because, you know, uh, we all like Muzzin, but honest to God. Um, and I don't know whether, and like, I know Jim Fox was saying he's the best player on the team and other people. I hate to contradict them. I know they know more than me, but that's just not how I saw it. <laughs> You know, like I know he had a strong, well, you know what I always say to you, he's just Joe Corvo. Um, <laughs> uh, and maybe Joe Corvo light, I'm not even sure. But, oh, you he know, was he better obviously, than Joe Corvo. <laughs> no, he's probably better. Well, I, Joe Corvo was pretty good. I, 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 mean, I grant you that, that Joe Corvo was underrated, but Jake Muzzin is clearly better than Joe Corvo. <laughs> Um, you know, well, he may have had a little bit of better skill, but he also made just as many mistakes and maybe more mistakes than Joe Corvo. And when he made them, they were doozies. And and he made a lot of them, you know. So to me, he was always, uh, now I know this year he was a plus player, which I, always surprised me. But So maybe he was having a good year, but he's still. Well, you know, I mean, like, it's he, easy to have a know. good year when everybody around you is, is having an awful year. Yeah. But um, last year he did not have a good year. Right, they were, they were he and he was on for a lot of goals. But apart from that, it just he made so many mistakes and he made so many bad plays. And I know he's a big hitter and he has a great shot and he obviously was a good team guy and all that. And so look, I love him; he's a king. But I don't think he was the. I think he was the guy to be traded. I always did. Yeah, well, that was one of the reasons I was fine, more than fine with the trade. Um, I can't. Remember, yeah. I can't remember who I said it to, but. You know, he's not Drew Doughty. Um, no, he's not. And I no. grant you that Doughty's not having a great year. But, I mean, when Toronto acquired him, I kind of, I had this thought in the back of my mind of, like, I kind of can't wait for the backlash. Because, yeah. because I think they think they acquired, you know, 95% of Drew Doughty. And, no. and they didn't. <laughs> and, again, no disrespect no. to Muzzin. We all love Muzzin. But I think I saw a stat that said like he turned the puck over twelve percent of every of of all you know, of his breakout his breakout attempts, yeah. and in the playoffs against a team like Boston, who they're probably going to wind up matching in the first round, uh, that could that could be bad. Yeah. And, and we know Toronto media and fans are not exactly no, and he's patient score or reasonable. A couple of, <laughs> no, and he'll score a couple of really nice goals. He already did in Toronto. It's a hell of a shot he scored on. Yep. And he will score the odd great goal, as did Joe Corvo. And he'll make a couple of big hits, right? And they'll be great. But if you watch this game closely, you'll see that he's, to me anyway, one of the worst players at keeping the puck in the blue line. He turns the puck over a lot. He mishandles the puck. He falls. You know, there was just a lot, you know, cause look, I've been railing about him to you for, you're right, a couple of years. Yeah. So, so you know. And 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 I'm still the guy that said, you know, Jack Johnson's stick was too short. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so, you know, look, I, I still loved him. He's, you know, it's a great gig and all that. But I, I think getting a first round pick, even if it's to a top team, is a really, you know, he's in the East. We're only going to see Toronto twice. Um, and so I, I think that was a, a good trade. And, yeah, they got to replace him. But to me, there was probably going to happen anyway right they have to rebuild that defense and yeah. figure out um what it is they're they're trying to do because to me 
even with him, uh, you, you know, and I, I get it, it's a new league and all that stuff, but look, they won the Cups with a pretty set concept of defense, which is a couple of good puck movers and a couple of big guys that weren't the greatest, right, but they were really, really top at what they did. So you had Scuderi, Green, and Mitchell, and then Regeer. And we don't have anyone like that. No. <laughs> We just don't. No, and we Muzzin don't. was not that guy, right? They, they kind of wanted Muzzin to kind of be, but he, but he isn't. So, you know, that's what I see. For me, that's to me what they need. The defense has just been right. That's why they're losing all these games in the last, you know, three minutes lately, right? Because they don't have a big guy to go in there and in the last couple of minutes just, you know, be the tough, you know, be the, 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 that kind of a guy that just, I don't know, you know, hits people, won't let it happen. Well, it seems um, to me that they're burning the candle at both ends, right? Like they don't have, they don't have a good offense and they don't have a good defense. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> hard. Last place. Pretty hard to win in that situation. Yeah. But I mean, it's, and, and it, but it extends to, pa- to special teams too. It's like their power play is no good, but at least oh. their penalty kills things. Um, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I I do believe, I think Jim Fox said it perfectly earlier this season. I, I'm not on board with the whole, you know, speed, small, zippy, speedy players are the solution. But I will concede no. it does feel, the way Fox put it was, um, the emphasis has shifted, uh, you know, maybe not in every team, but in a lot of teams, the emphasis has shifted to goal scoring rather than goal prevention. And right. obviously the Kings bread and butter for the last decade was goal prevention. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, that's why I say I got, I got the logic of signing Ilya Kovalchuk. It was, you know, he's a goal scorer, so we'll score more goals. Yeah. But they've <laughs> put their scoring less and they're, you know, and of course, you yeah. know, the argument was, well, they'll have this, you know, they won the Jennings trophy last year. And of course this year they're, you know, they're not going to win the Jennings trophy. Um, no, they're, they're not. But last year, Dowdy had a career year. Uh, and you know, Kopitar had a career Brown, so they were scoring a little bit more. But but even if they weren't scoring, they were they had puck possession, and then and then their defense was solid, and then the goalies were just great. So, but this year it's all broken down. Um, but but I still think this team lacks, and, and I love Clifford, but he's not the guy, right? In other words, Washington won the cup, and they have Wilson. Okay, and every you can say whatever you want about the guy, but. Um, he's tough, right? They have a guy, at least one guy that you just can't mess around, right? Like he'll, he'll, and that's what I still <laughs> brain believe you, I needs. believe is the phrase you're looking for. A brain, whatever, right? <laughs> I still, I still think teams need a guy like that, if not two guys, because otherwise you just get, you just get taken off the puck all night long, right? And eventually you get worn down and then the other team scores two goals with two minutes to go. <laughs> so I was I was just listening to Hockey Central at noon the other day and I think it was Doug McLean who was making basically the same argument you're making. So for some reason that that I'm going to do a total non sequitur here. I'm very curious to know what you think of the Carolina Hurricanes post-game celebration. <laughs> well, um I, I, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm, I'm not like Don Cherry. I'm not like, oh my God, but I think it's a bit goofy. Yeah. Like, I I think it's, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't particularly want the Kings to do it. 
Like, I'm sure if I was at the game and they did it, it would be fun. But it it seems like, I don't know, it seems like turning it into, you know, ro- what, was, what was it called? Rollerball? No, roller. Uh, you know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You know, on the roller skates, they go around the circle. Roller circle derby? Kitty. Yeah, roller derby. <laughs> like, it takes it out of into some other element. And I guess it's okay. If in Carolina, that's how they want to keep the fans, then that's great. Right, if it keeps people, but you know, I'm a purist, I guess. See, I, I go watch the hockey game. <laughs> I, I find myself coming down squarely on the side of who cares one way or the other. Like, it doesn't yeah. take it doesn't take more than forty five seconds when it happens, and it's only happened. Right, it's not like they're tearing the league apart. Their home record no. is sixteen, ten, and four. It's only happened sixteen times, or maybe less, because yeah. I don't know if they did it right well, from I the think, beginning. So it's like I, 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 I know that you know that thing. You, you're often on the side of no matter what we're talking about, who cares? <laughs> yeah. But, um, but and and in this case, I'm I'm almost with you. My only, I guess, big concern is that. It's like the salute at Santa Rice, right? Yeah. Because I can do without that, too. And oh, I can, Yeah, if they 100%. win the Stanley Cup, you know, if at the end of winning the Stanley Cup, they, you know, the team does that, okay, then, hey, we're all, t- we're all in this, and we're all at one. And, but you don't have to do it, right? I, 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 I'm happy to pay to watch you play. You don't have to acknowledge me. Your <laughs> right. playing acknowledges me. But so what I'm worried about in this case is that it's going to spread. Oh, see, I'm not worried like, about that. Yeah, well, okay. So I guess that's hopefully not. But you know, because if the, it gets to the point where, oh, my God, you have to do that. Well, so then, I think I've referenced this before. The story that you would always tell me about your friend in school who bought his girlfriend a rose every yeah. Friday. Yeah. Right, and then the one Friday he didn't, she she breaks up with him. That's how I feel yeah. about the storm surge. Like, now they have to do it. Right? And if you're the, yeah. if you're the last guy yeah. on the roster who only played six minutes a game that night – you know, yeah. and the coach didn't play you in overtime and you wanted to shoot out. And now we've got to do this elaborate, like, like I just know for me personally, I would not find it cute. Like I, yeah. I would be bored. I would just be like, this is dumb, but I don't yeah. think that it's ruining the sport or, you know, whatever. No, I, no, I mean, I agree. I, I can't get that worked up either way. Only like, well, you're right. And of course the story about my Oscar friend is that I told him, not just that that's what happened. <laughs> I told him on the first Friday he did it. <laughs> said, you're going to be sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, I won't. <laughs> uh, yes, you will, because it's going to become. And you're right. So it's now it ha- now they have to do it. Yeah, and it's got to get more so complicated. Now, and, it, yeah. Exactly. And that could be a problem because you're right. Now what happens if they don't? Right. Like, well, the fans in Carolina. But, like, I don't know what the situation is in terms of their attendance. You know, is it helping you know, are more people showing up? Is it spreading hockey in the city? Like, no. you know, is it in the papers? And, you know, because it's a small market, right? I know, but but it's is a, that how things work? Like, that, that because I've heard that I argument. I don't know. But is that, like, that's my question is just as always, is that how things work? And I don't think it is. I I don't know whether it is or isn't, but I, I do know, and it's hard because, you know, in Los Angeles, you know, it's a different world out here. And so, you know, Raleigh, North Carolina is a small city in non-hockey territory. So I guess if they have found some kind of thing that, you know, gets the town excited, then I guess. And for those those who don't know, you are in the Carolinas. (laughs) I am in the Carolinas now, yes. (laughs) That's right. I I did move from Los Angeles to the Carolinas. But, um, uh, you know, and and I never 
been out here or lived here or anything, so I'm still learning. But you know, it, it's a, you know, it's it's a, you know, we go up to Charleston once in a while to watch games, and it's really fun, right? The uh, ECHL or yeah, and you know, they're really fun. But I mean, you know, they have to do a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. You have to have Princess Night or you know, like a Star Wars Night. The, the last time we went, um, Kings had a Star Wars know, they, Night, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, princess night. Uh, not not yet, but we, but the Kings. I mean, yeah. every team in every sport does a lot of. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a bit much. It's a bit more when it's a minor league small. Sure. And but it's fun. That's anyway, it's really fun. But I'm not sure that I want it to be at the NHL. You know, that's what makes the minor league sort of fun, right? That, yeah. that they do this wacky stuff, right? And throw the pucks on the ice in between periods and all that. And it's fun. So, um, so I, I, but I'm, I'm not worked up either way. <laughs> For me, the punchline was Don Cherry saying, "I'd like to see them try that in the playoffs," and I was like, "They're not in the playoffs, so don't worry about oh. it." <laughs> but aren't they close? <laughs> they are. But again, I mean, this is why I fall squarely on the side of who cares. Like, yeah. If they miss the well, playoffs, then it'll just be another forgotten. It'll be over. But it would be it'd be interesting if they did it in the playoffs. And if they won, say a double overtime, would they really? <laughs> would they really feel the need <laughs> to? Uh, yeah, yeah, pull something. Anyway, yeah, but you know, in a way, it's good. I suppose it gets people talking, and it's you know, it's it's not a hideous thing. I just hope it doesn't spread and and become okay. Every team has to do it. That's all. Yeah, well, that I suppose is the other element of my who cares part of it is. I don't hate it, but I but I am almost I am almost now hating the people who can't stop clapping and giggling about how awesome it is that they did it again. You know, they're like, uh, "Oh, it's so much right. fun! I love Carol. I, you know, <laughs> you're making me cough now." You know, yeah. they talk about how much they love it, and it's like, "Do you really love it?" Because it's really just twenty I guys know. doing good duck duck. Like, I don't hate it, but I don't feel the need to proclaim my love no. for it either it's just I, you know what it's not this will be a, a this will be a goofy reference but it reminds me of dave letterman's top 10 because when he first started doing it it was really funny right but then but then when he had then when it, it took you know a caught on and then he felt like he had to do it every night that's when i stopped watching <laughs> <laughs> so you like the storm surges early work <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> before it sold out. <laughs> yes, I got it. <laughs> you know, when so when something's organic and it's fun, and you sort of do it once in a while, it's great. When it becomes like, oh, you must. It's like you know, like say the road. When you when it becomes something, uh oh, now we have to do it. Well, then now you're just stretching to find ideas, and it's kind of a metaphor for not, the Kings winning the cup, though, if you think about it. Um. How so? They did it a couple times, you know, and it was cool oh. and fun. But now, <laughs> yeah. then, then they felt the pressure; they had to do it, and all of a sudden, it became, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's when they made he made the big mistakes, right? Trying to trying to repeat it. And by the way, one of the things I I'm always concerned about with hockey, and I was trying to think of what what it's, but there's some political thing, but. Um, in other words, you're always trying to make sure that you're not trying to fix last year's problems, right? Or three years ago's problems, right? Moving forward, and or or trying to fix something because everyone else is fixing it. Like I said, like I, a small and speedy is great, but 
it's like it's like someone said years ago, and I don't think it's changed. A really big, good fast player will always beat a really good small yep. fast player, and that has not changed, nor will it ever change. So yeah, you might not need fighting or an enforcer, but actually, I think you probably still do because the teams that don't have anyone like that get pushed around. Yeah. And they're in last place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but, but even, and I realize the league has changed, but even in 2011, I think it was, you could see between Vancouver and Boston, you know, you can't tell me that the Sedins weren't some of the most amazingly talented, gifted players right, that ever played yeah. the game. And that Vancouver team was terrifying for two or three years. Yeah. But Boston push them around and and it, even if it just exactly. came down to the game seven they pushed them around because you know it did go seven you know it's not as if it's not as if vancouver no, didn't no. make it to the stanley cup final and didn't make it to game seven but in the end no that's right because it, and that's right everything is when push comes to shove and even in 2012 the kings right mm-hmm. brown hit sedine right and th- those are the things that end up changing things and you're right they were supremely talented but if you don't have some if there's not a way to protect those guys or to make sure that, you know, that they can play without having a Brown come and slam you, then ultimately you lose. And that's, that's just the nature of hockey. It just always has been, probably always will be unless they outlaw, you know, <laughs> uh, unless they say no one over six foot, you know, uh, and fast. Um, and then if you even look at the teams now, like I don't know who Tampa Bay has, but um but I mean, even Hagman, or not Hagman, but you know, they're big defensemen. Um, Hedman, yeah. Hedman, yeah, is big. And and if you look at Pittsburgh, you go, okay, I. I but some of their forwards that are their best players. Are Malkin big, is, tough, yeah, guys. yes, Malkin, <laughs> Malkin is, yeah. Big, yeah. And Crosby is he's tough. Yeah, somebody. Dis- right? I heard him describe Hockey Central at noon. Said somebody called what was the expression? Something like a. Uh, a top line grinder or something like that, you know, because they just said like he he goes to the corners, he goes to the front of the net. Exactly. Crosby is not Lemieux or Gretzky. Um, You know, he's closer to, uh, to Messi, I guess. Right. Like he's, he is not, you do not push him around. He'll push you around as well as being the best player. Yeah. You know, so I don't know, maybe Chicago was doing it, but they had, they were supremely talented, but Hosa again, like, a big man. Well, and Taves right? is not uh, not a, and, and, a, a wolf. I mean, yeah. Even Kane isn't. I mean, even Kane. And that's they right. These guys are tough. And, and they, had, and they didn't they have uh, uh, Hansus one year? And Hansus, yeah. <laughs> and you know who do we have right now? I'm saying Kopitar is not tough. He's supremely talented, and he he can fend people off, but he, he's not like a he's not tough. Right. And Brown is, but he's getting older. I follows <laughs> not. The Foley's not. And one of the reasons I like Wagner is that he actually shows some moxie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <laughs> Did you I mean, say moxie, moxie. Yeah, I like it. All right, some some zazz. Yeah. You know, he he's not afraid to go in and and like yeah. not really fighting, but he's he's just not afraid to go in and get hit and hit people and get you know, and that's great. And but we don't have many like that. You know, um, so I and we don't have anyone really on defense because even Muzzin, I don't think was really that guy. Yeah, as far as like big. toughness, no. Yeah, no. no. And Forbert, you know, isn't, and he should, you know, not that he should be, but he's he's kind of the guy that should have that role. <laughs> yeah, you well, know? he's, I mean, he's big enough, right? Isn't he like six he's foot four? He's big enough. Yeah, but he's not tough at all. No. Not really. You know, they, yeah, especially, no. Well, they used to have Green, 
and Mitchell and Scuderi. And I wouldn't say Scuderi right. was tough, but he certainly wasn't a you know a shrinking violet. And no, Mitchell and Green tough. would absolutely mix it up. Yeah. The thing is, Scuderi was tough in his own way, right? Like, you could not push him around. Right. And he would take no crap, and he would let himself get hit in the head, you know, with a puck or, you know. <laughs> or like or get fearless. boarded in game six. Or get bored. You know, to me, like, he was fearless and strong. And then they got Regeer, who was maybe not quite as good a player, although as time went on, I thought he was. Yeah. Right? But also, like, you're not going to mess with that guy. And if you know you're coming in and there's guys that you can't mess with, well, that changes what, what the other team does. Well, and, and it also wears them down, right? I mean, that was Brown's, yeah. you know, that was what sort of made him exponentially better than maybe he was, is that yes. by, by the third period, you could tell the other team was was right. tired of getting hit. Was tired of getting hit. So uh, to me, that's one of the things they really lack this year and, and probably last year, but... um and I get it, the league's changing. And I think Clifford, I always thought Clifford was way better than what people said, right? I always thought he was fast and had a good shot, yep. you know, and, and that he was too small to be the fighter. That he was going to get killed, um, right? He's, he's, he's not. Yeah, he not, needs to stop right? he, he shouldn't have to do that role. <laughs> no, he shouldn't. Well, I'm sort of surprised they haven't called up McDermott because he fits, he plays defense, he's huge, he's not afraid to fight, he's mean, that means not the right word, but you know what I mean? He has that sort of, Yeah. he has that, part of him where you're not entirely sure that he's not going to flip out and yeah and do something borderline criminal I, i'm not sure i think it might be a waivers issue i I'd, i mean i'd have to really no. look at it but um well i guess maybe we'll see what happens yeah. if, if, how old is he 25 26 something like that yeah i don't know well then maybe next year maybe yeah i don't know like we'll have to see or or if, do they get anybody um because I mean, I hear Clegg looks good, but he doesn't, you know, he's another, um, you know, puck handler type guy. And the, the guy they got from Toronto is supposedly a small puck handler type of guy. So I still think they need to get someone who's a big, strong, tough guy <laughs> and then figure out the goalie situation. Well, that's the other thing. <laughs> I mean, the nice thing about the goalie situation is there's no rush, right? You you have no Campbell and and Peterson who are I would be comfortable with either one of them starting and then you know you take your time and sort out what happens with Jonathan Quick no but well yes except that yeah except that you don't really have that time because you can't really leave Peterson and Campbell hanging right cuz oh, I just mean between now and the, the draft it doesn't have to be oh now in the draft no I, yeah no absolutely I just mean it doesn't I mean, have to be between Monday <laughs> yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for sure Right, you just it's just right whether whether they trade quick and go with those two and get someone really good, or that they say we you know quick's the king, we need him, we love him, and decide on Campbell or Peterson to trade. But I just think they need they they have to do something, right? Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> well, they've called up Brodzinski, so we'll see how that goes. They have Nashville tonight, right. uh, Tampa on Monday. The the deadline is Monday. So we may still oh, see some, it? yeah. Wow, it's come fast. Geez. We may still see some <laughs> trades by the time you hear this podcast, or there may be none. But either way, Dad, I want to thank you for joining me. All right, my pleasure, Jess. And uh, so for <clears throat> my dad, I am Jesse Cohen. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. We'll talk to you soon.